when U.S. Special Forces are given GPS locations to somewhere deep in the Ozarks, they have no idea they're about to uncover the truth that's been hidden from us all. And then pack your book bags because we're headed back to school to meet a young man who's currently learning the three R's. Reading, writing, and reaching into the human psyche to control the soul. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys are having tons of fun out there in the world. We got a ton of stuff to cover, so we're gonna get started right away. First off, walking into Dead Rabbit Command is one of our Christmas live stream contributors. Everyone get on your feet and give a round of applause for Rico in Acapulco. Woohoo! Yeah, come on in, Rico. Come on in, do a little snazzy dance for us, entertain us. Dance, dance, dance. Rico, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the show financially, I totally get it. I know I might sound like a broken record. I know I say this every single episode, but I want you to know it's okay if you can't give me money. Because a lot of podcasts don't say that. They think you're lame if you don't pay them. And I'm telling you, I honestly am telling you, if you can't support the show, that is 100% okay. Don't feel like you're a leech or anything like that. You're like, Jason, I never felt that way. Well, there's a lot of podcasts that make people feel bad for not giving them money. If you can't give me money, just spread the word about the show. That is another way you can help out. Make flyers, tell your friends and family, talk about it online. That seriously helps the show grow. 100% it is okay if you guys can't give me money. Rico, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to a new vehicle. We're headed into a combat-oriented story, so everyone jump on board the bunny battle tank. Rico, lead us out of Dead Rabbit Command and drive us all the way out to the Ozarks. We're headed all the way across the nation in this tank because we're about to link up with the 5th Special Forces Group. They're not good enough to be the 1st or 2nd or 3rd or 4th. They're only the 5th best. But they've been selected... To do this mission. On December 20th, 2022, in the Missouri Ozarks, 24 members of the 5th Best Special Forces Group land out in this region. They're like, no, Jason, that's not how it works. We're just the 5th one created. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's what your parents tell you when you sign up. They're like, hey, I got in the 5th Special Forces Group. And the parents are like, oh, yeah, we're, we're proud of you. Kind of. We're, we're the 5th we're the most proud parents on the block. They've been sent out to this area. What happened is the military had recently gotten GPS coordinates pointing at this area in the Missouri Ozarks. It's real, like, just craggy areas. There's mountains and trees and canyons and stuff like that. Like, even hikers are like, "Ah, I don't really want to go out there. But the military, they have to, right? They're getting paid. And when the general says, go here, they're like, yes, sir. He's accidentally pointing at a volcano on the map. They're like, well, that's where he pointed to. They're all the volcano i mean come on they're the fifth best special forces group they're not the first they're going to fall in the volcano you have to tell them exactly where to go anyways the general says this is where you go we've gotten gps coordinates that there is a cloning center in this area now in the real world even if you were the fifth best special forces group out of six even if you were you'd go like sir 
Well, wait, wait, you, you want us to go walk through the wilderness to find a cloning center? What? We didn't even know clones existed. But that's what a, that's what a normal human would say. However, according to what is quickly becoming one of my fifth, one of my fifth favorite websites on this show, Real Raw News, a website that exposes the truth about what's going on in the world. We've covered stories from them before, like Hillary Clinton. You might not have known this. Is this is your first episode, or if you're not insane, Hillary Clinton was arrested and sent to Guantanamo Bay, where she then went crazy from adrenochrome withdrawal and threw her poop at the prison guards until she was hung or hanged, big difference, in front of President Donald Trump. This has been a long-going saga. I'll put all the episodes in the show notes. Fascinating. It's fiction to most people, but this website takes in around $25,000 a month in just donations. It gets 100,000 views per article within like the first five days. So we can laugh about it. It is funny. But this is actually a big mover and shaker in the world of conspiracy theory. That's who's reporting this. That's who's reporting this. Michael Baxter for Real Raw News is reporting that the 5th Special Forces Group is finding these GPS locations. But what happens is they're not finding them. They actually drop 24 troops into this area. And they're looking around. They can't find a cloning facility. They're seeing trees and squirrels and ducks. No clones. They see two ducks walking together. They're like, oh, that, that might be a clone. They're like, uh, that's not a clone. That's just two ducks, bro. But anyways, they're following this GPS coordinates. Beep, boop, boop. Beep, boop, boop. Beep, boop, boop. And they're like, sir, we're not seeing anything. We're within 500 yards of this GPS bebop boop thing. And I don't see anything. I just look, here's a mountain, here's a couple trees, I'm looking at you, you're not a hologram, are you spoken as commanding officer? He's like, stop it. And then he goes, wait, shh. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, shut that thing off, shut that thing off, beep, boop. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that humming? <laughs> did you hear that humming? Or did you hear that 46-year-old guy pressing his lips against the microphone? And they noticed that one of the mountains that they're standing next to, like the base of the mountain, is humming. So they go, I bet you anything. <laughs> Let me use my deductive skills. <laughs> That's where there's probably something in there. There's probably something in there. We hear this mysterious humming coming out of a mountain. They realize that this mountain has a holographic image over it. Of like a rock face. It's not just... It's a holographic image of Donald Duck. He's dancing. They're like, well, I did. I did get kind of confused with that 30 foot tall Donald Duck over there. So anyways, they walk through the hologram. And they find themselves in a... It's like a limestone cavern that had been perfectly hollowed out. Like it was a naturally forming cave, but they made it so you could like... They said it was actually big enough to bring in a, a tank. They didn't have a tank with them, but... But if they had, they, that's how the military measures everything. They're like, wow, that building's at least 18 tanks high. They walk in, they go, man, we could have driven a tank through this. And they follow the source of the humming, and they see 36 what's known as maturation tubes. They're at least 7 feet tall each. 
and they're filled with this clear, thick liquid. And in each of these tubes is a clone, just floating there in this liquid. So the coordinates were right. Someone in the deep state had decided to alert the U.S. military who's fighting against the deep state. Donald Trump is still president in this version of history, and he's directing everyone from Mar-a-Lago. He's like, go do that, go do that, it'll be huge. And then they go out there and they do it, and it's huge. You walk into this room, and we see these clones. And they were in different levels of maturation. They're growing in these tubes. You had everything from a prepubescent Chuck Schumer clone. He's a senator, if you're not familiar with American politics. A prepubescent Chuck Schumer. He's an adult man. He's not like he's not like the Doogie Hauser senators. You're like, oh, prepubescent. He must be like 12 in the Senate. So he's like barely growing in his tube. And then you have a Hillary Clinton in her mid-30s, which she was quite the smoke show in her mid-30s. And then you had a fully mature Joe Biden, ready to go. Just in case something happens to the real Joe Biden, you have his clone. And a couple other governors and stuff like that. You also had two Fauci's. You had two clones of Dr. Fauci. And the the military is looking around and they're like, we got to destroy these. We got to destroy these clones. And then the commander issues probably the best order ever issued in military history. We're taking a Fauci and a... You're going to jack some of these clones, right? He goes, quote, we're taking a Fauci and a Biden. We don't have room for any more. Leave the rest. So they pull out a naked clone. Because they were cloned with the... Like, Dr. Fauci's not wearing a lab coat. They have to pull out... They have to handle the unconscious body of a dripping wet Anthony Fauci clone. That's why they sent the 5th Best Special Forces Group to do this. They had to carry a naked Dr. Fauci and a naked Joe Biden out to their vehicles, which is way outside. They're deep in this tunnel. They're like, they keep dropping the Fauci. And then the rest of them are rigged with C4, and the men retreat, and they hit the button. Do, do, do. <laughs> Destroyed the Deep State's cloning facility. Now, this operation has actually given us very good intel about the cloning process. It turns out that while these clones look perfect, they're not. This is the first time that the White Hats, that's what they coined themselves, this group who's fighting the deep state. They say, we now know the difference between a clone and a regular human. All clones are missing the same teeth. They're missing the second molars. None of the clones that they've been able to analyze. They have a naked Fauci and they have a naked Biden and they've done operations on them. And none of these clones have a pair of second molars. Plus, did you know, (laughs) you're going to wish you didn't know this, but you get to imagine Dr. Fauci naked. Did you know that Dr. Fauci in real life Actually, now I say this, I found, I don't know if this is true. I found this on Real Raw News. I don't know why I assumed this part was true. Apparently, according to Real Raw News, Dr. Fauci has a one-inch birthmark on his thigh. So I want you to imagine Dr. Fauci naked right in front of you, and you have a magnifying glass, and you're right up against his thigh. I guess you don't need a magnifying glass if it's one inch. I just wanted you to be super close to him. wanted you to be able to smell his musk. 
He has a one-inch birthmark on his thigh, but the clone doesn't. The clone does not, so that's one way. If you're ever in the company of Dr. Fauci and you want to know whether or not he's real, pull his pants down. Just walk up and just yank his pants down. And if he doesn't have a birthmark, then he might be a clone. Then check his teeth and wrestle him to the ground and look in his mouth and check his teeth. But again, it's funny because I don't even know if he has a birthmark. That's what Real Raw News is saying. So I wonder, if, even if he did pull... Do- I'm not recommending you pulling Dr. Anthony Fauci's pants down, for the record. But if you did, if you did pull his pants down and he doesn't... He might not have a birthmark. This might be like 4D chess. This might be encouraging people to tackle Dr. Fauci and pull his pants down. I wonder what would happen if you pulled down Dr. Fauci's pants. Like, I'm sure it's a crime, right? It would be battery. But ima- I imagine someone like Dr. Fauci, because, you know, he's an, he's kind of a nerd, right? He's a scientist, dude. He's a doctor. I'm sure he got bullied in school. I'm sure he got pantsed when he was in elementary school. And I wonder, like, if you pantsed, not just Dr. Fauci, but any nerd as an adult, would you... Like, would you, I mean, of course it is battery, it's a crime. I'm not recommending it. But as a scientific test, if someone was pantsed as a kid, and then they have this long distinguished career, and then you pants them, like they win the Nobel Prize, and you run up and you pants them, what would happen to them mentally? Oh, and just to be clear, Real Raw News does say, because I'm sure some of you were wondering, when they matched the clones genitalia to apparently there's photos going around of Dr. Fauci and President Joe Biden's genitalia. They do match. You cannot tell them apart from their genitalia. Real Raw News was very specific about that. So if you were thinking while you're pulling down Anthony Fauci's pants that you're going to take a look at his junk just to let you know that does look normal. Michael Baxter from Real Raw News wants you to know that Anthony Fauci's genitalia is normal. That is a quote from him. Rico in Acapulco, let's go ahead and fire up the carboner copter. We are leaving behind the insane world of Real Raw News. Take us all the way out to... A local college. I found this story online. We don't have a specific location. We don't have a time period. But I would assume, United States, I would assume within, you know, the past 10, 15 years. It's not any, it's not like old-timey college, everything sepia tone or nothing like that. Modern times. Modern times. We're about to meet a guy... Don't have his name. We're going to go ahead and call him Michael. And he tells us his story. Michael was a college senior. Everything was going good. You know, classes are a little bit harder. He knows, though, that the end is near. And he'll finally be able to go out, get a job, do some good stuff. And while he's there, he meets... Well, you know, it's funny. He goes, I didn't know her directly. She was someone that I saw around campus that kind of moved in some of the same social circles I did, but it was never like a one-on-one friendship with this sophomore named Clario. And he goes, for all I know, that was her nickname. I mean, it does sound like like a weird name, but in college you meet people with all sorts of weird names. 
But he goes, I don't know if Clario was her real name, to be honest. It might have just been a nickname. But anyway, so this girl, Clario, she just kind of flittered her way around campus. You would see her. You would know that she was there. But we weren't friends. We weren't close in any way, shape, or form. But eventually, he does end up having a face-to-face encounter with Clario. The very first time I actually sat and talked to her, I... 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 Don't have a a strong memory of the conversation, to be honest. Like, I can't remember what I actually said to Clario, but I knew it was weird. I knew what I was saying, but I don't remember what I was saying. But I was telling her deeply, deeply personal things about me. This was our first conversation. He goes, I felt myself just telling her these these secrets that I had held inside to a girl that I I didn't know her. Like, again, I knew she kind of moved in and out of these groups and see her at a party and kind of wave, not even wave hi. She was just someone walking around a party. I just knew of her. And now the first time I'm sitting there talking to her, I'm telling her these deeply personal secrets and I couldn't stop. I just kept going and going and going. And it wasn't until the conversation was over that it fully hit me exactly everything that I had said to her. The weird thing was, is one, that I had said any of that out loud because these are things I would only tell my best friends or longtime confidants or that I would never tell a soul. Not only did I find myself telling her these things and I didn't realize what I had done until after the conversation, I couldn't remember anything anything she said to me. I could only remember my side of the conversation and I just couldn't stop talking. The next time I met Clario, I was on my way to an exam. The teacher for this exam was so strict that if you were late, it was an automatic fail. I'm headed to class It's just minutes from starting. I gotta get there and I gotta get there now. And walking towards me is Clario. We're just out in the green, right? I'm walking down the path to get to class. She's walking towards me and she stops him, right? She's like, hey, Michael. And he goes, normally, like, I'm about to fail this test. I've studied for this. I know it. As hopefully I know it. But I will fail if I'm late. Normally, I would just say, be polite. Hey, listen, I can't talk right now. I gotta go. I got an exam. But the second Clario started talking, my legs stopped working. I'm just standing there. And she starts to talk to me. And I start to respond... But just like before, I couldn't tell you what we talked about. I could not tell you what, what the conversation was. And when it ended, I was just standing there. She leaves. See you later, Michael. And I'm standing there on this pathway, and I'm thinking, what, what am I doing here? Why am I standing? Where? What am I doing? Not, 
what am I doing here? As in, I should have made it to the exam. He forgot he even had an exam. He couldn't figure out why he was walking down that pathway in the first place. The next time he met her, he was in the gym. He was in the college gym. And Clario walked right up to him and said, Hey, Michael, can I borrow 20 bucks? The next day, Michael was sitting there and he goes, What in the world just happened? He goes, It took him a full day to realize that he gave Clario $20 cash right out of his wallet. He goes, I don't ever do that. He goes, I don't even give money to friends. I'll tell them my darkest secrets, but I don't give money to people. I do not loan money to people or give money to people at all. She asked me for $20. Not only did I pull it out and give it to her, I didn't even have a second thought about it until 24 hours later when I realized that I have $20 less in my wallet. And I remembered Clario asked for that. He said that he spent the rest of his senior year doing his best to avoid Clario. At this point, he believes that at the very least, he may have been hypnotized. In the very most, Clario has some sort of full-on mind control powers. He says, I spent the rest of the year trying to avoid her. He goes, a couple times she did come up to me after that and straight up asked for cash, and he didn't have any on him. He just had his card have any on him to give her so that saved him but he said for the most part he just tried avoiding her it's a fascinating story this is really cool i like it one it's a mundane paranormal story the stakes aren't super high the state you know did he give her 20 dollars? i wonder if he was late for his test he didn't didn't clarify that but i enjoy mundane paranormal stories because i think they're quite common it's that daily paranormal stuff that I love. I love the alien abductions and the cryptids that, that are eating people. I love that stuff too. Cloning facilities getting blown up. But I also love these paranormal stories that are just a day in the life. Or, you know, a couple days in a year type of... You know what I mean? Like, it just exists alongside us. I also think that hypnotism... I didn't know a lot about hypnotism until we did an episode on it a long time ago. It's definitely possible to do this. Now, on the one hand, she could have just had the ability to charm people. On the other hand, she could have straight up been hypnotizing him on the spot. Which really, I mean, what's creepy is that hypnotism takes a little more setup than that. So, to really do this on a hypnotic level, she would have had to hypnotize him, say, at a party or at some point. Because remember, he knew her from just kind of walking around campus. She hypnotized him at one point, and he doesn't remember that. See, she built in, she hypnotized him at some point. She probably, you know, hey, you know, let's want to see a trick. And the next thing he knows, he's just at the party still having a good time. And she hypnotized him and put all these suggestions into his head and he doesn't remember them. And they're basically these little psychic landmines that she can then trigger whenever she wants. I mean, and it also, though, could be that this woman had some sort of psychic ability. That this wasn't just hypnotist skills, which anyone can learn to do hypnotism. It's a science, really, that you can learn to 
put someone under and make a suggestion in them. Whether or not they follow it is where, you know, there's the skill level of the hypnotist. But that is something that you can learn. And that's something that obviously someone who's more susceptible is going to be more susceptible to the suggestion. Mind control. When we're talking about someone who removed the idea of actually using hypnotic techniques to lull someone down, there, I would believe that there would be people out there who could... Because I believe that there are some people, I don't think it's super common, but I do believe there's some people who have telepathic powers or telekinetic powers or pyrokinesis. I don't think it's super common. I don't think I, the chances of me ever meeting someone who has telekinesis or telepathy or anything like that is exceedingly low. But out of 8 billion people on the planet, I don't think the number is zero. That's just my take on it. And I do believe it's possible. And so could you have someone that could literally stand next to you and control your mind? That's a terrifying thought. Because we sometimes in the world of conspiracy theory, we talk about, you know, government mind control, MKUltra, things like that. But see, even the MKUltra program, the government would spend years trying to break a human brain and then rebuild it. Years. And of course, they say that the program was shut down when it was exposed in the, what was it, the 60s, 70s. It wasn't shut down. It was renamed. And imagine if what would take millions of dollars in government resources, man hours and equipment and training and years to break down someone's brain and then rebuild it. And then you have a girl on a college campus who can do it mid-conversation. It's it's an absolutely fascinating idea that there would be people out there like this. We don't know if there's people out there like this. Michael believes, though, that he may have met one. And she seemed to be doing it just for fun. Well, $20 as well, but you know what I mean? To... To sit there and to get someone's deepest personal secrets out of them for really no reason. She didn't blackmail him. Well, you know what's funny? Because I keep going back to this. We don't know what he knows. He says, I never gave her money again. Did you? I mean, you've admitted to the fact that you don't remember what the conversations are like after the fact. You may have given her money before. You may have given her the keys to your car. And you just don't remember. Oh, I never had money on my... I never had money on me afterwards. Well, you don't know that. This is so interesting. The other... Earlier this week, we were talking about reality warping and Mandela effects and what do you remember and stuff like that. And that's... Again, like the government spending millions of dollars to break someone's brain, shifting all of reality to make you forget, or alien technology to wipe your mind. Here's a girl who can do it in a conversation. For no reason whatsoever. Now, this girl's a college sophomore. She's walking around. She might know that she has this ability. She might not. You know, there could be the chance that she just assumes everyone has this ability. Just like how I assumed for the first 15 years of my life that everyone had double vision. I thought everybody saw like me. But what happens when she realizes at a certain point that she, if she doesn't already, right? She might already know that she has this ability to make people do what she wants and tell her what she wants. 
I mean, imagine if you grew up and you realized that every time you asked somebody for something, they gave it to you. Would you think that was a special power? You would just assume that people liked you a lot. Because you would see other people go up and be like, hey, mom, can I have 10 bucks? They're like, no, you can't have 10 bucks until you clean your room. She would go up to her parents and go, mom, can I have 10 bucks? And the mom would reach in the purse and give her 10 bucks. She would just assume that was her life. She may not even know she has this ability at all. And so when she's in a conversation, she could be like, oh, why did you choose your major, Michael? And then he tells this deeply personal story about why he did that. And she goes, wow, that's fascinating. Why did that? And he... So it could be that she doesn't know. It could be that she does, and she's purposely manipulating people to get what she wants, and she wants to know people's dark secrets, and she wants to make them stress out or possibly even fail these tests. She could be a supervillain. The question is, where is she now? Because if she doesn't know she has this ability, she could easily just find her way into a sales job. She just figures she has a certain charm about her, and she goes in the interview, she gets the job, obviously. And she's the best salesman on the force. It seems like she can sell anything. And she works her way up through the company, stops being a salesman, becomes a manager, then becomes regional manager, and then vice president. She moves her way up through the company. That's if she doesn't know she has this power. But if she knows she can control people's minds, if she knows that if she asks someone for money and they have it, they will give it to her, whether or not they can afford it, and if they don't have any cash on them, then she can have him go to an ATM, pull the money out, bring it to her, and then completely wipe his memory that he did that. So he goes, I never gave her money after that. I only had a card on me. She asked, but I didn't have any cash. If we're talking someone of that power level, and she knows that she's unique, she might be the only person on the planet who can do that. Now we're talking defense lawyer that can sway an entire jury. You have the stenographer typing out each word said, but even she can't fully remember what she wrote. You could have an actor who is somehow able to amplify her power that when you see her, whether she is on stage or in a movie theater from a film that was shot a year ago, somehow, every performance she gives, you believe. You're in rapture when you watch her on the silver screen. And you can't wait to see her next movie. Or, she turns to politics. Find herself winning a local seat on the city council, then mayor. This young woman who seems to know exactly what the people want is soon tapped to run for state senate. Whether or not you agree with her politics, you find yourself going, you know what, that young girl, she seems to have a good head on her shoulders. Whether or not you agree with her point of view, you always find yourself in the ballot box voting for her. And as her political power expands, so does the power inside of Clario. Most likely a nickname 
that she left behind when she moved on from college. A young woman slowly making her way through the world with a power that most would call impossible. But if you have the ability to control minds, truly the only limit would be what you were willing to use it for. That would be the only limiter on you. If you knew that you could stare at someone and have them do whatever you wanted to, the only thing stopping you from committing the most heinous acts is your own moral code. Whoever Clario is, let's hope that she does have a strong moral code. To someone who can control one mind, is it possible for them to control all minds? The fact is, we don't know. We've never experienced someone who has that type of power. Even the power to control one mind. It's a hypothetical. But if Michael's story is true... If you can control one mind, could you control all minds at once? The answer is we don't know. The answer is we'll never know. Because if Clario ever controlled everything we do, At the same time, she could completely erase any trace of her existence. We could all be puppets on eight billion separate strings, and we don't even know we have a master. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one.